Hey, everybody, Mark Herman, a.k.a. L.A. Bengals fan on most of the major platforms. And I am joined here. It's a pleasure to see Sam Schneider, Primetime Sports Talk, with me. And this is a pre-training camp episode of Jungle Talk. Yeah. Hey, let's go. Trying to think of what we're going to call this. And it's kind of like. This is the dead zone season. This is the 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 time of no news. You know, I don't. So this is like our this is like our pre 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 season season. Show. Yes, <laughs> but no, it was time. You work has been t- it's been tough and got stuff going on. Both of us, you know, we all have lives, so um, we've got stuff going on, and it's. Finally, I reached out to Sam a, a week ago, and I said, "Yeah, we got to put something up." So I know the news is lean. You're, it is what it is. We're going to report what we have. Um, I'm not going to recap the last season. We're not going to go through, you know, like ESPN showing all the old clips and searching for stuff. Um, I will point out one thing before we even get started. It is good that we don't have a lot to talk about. That's you know, true. Usually players getting arrested, Daniel Snyder, Deshaun Watson. I mean, look at what's in the news. We don't want to be part of any of that. Yeah. Here's, 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 here's the radar. Yeah. Here's us. Yeah. I, it's, it's a good it's thing. Flying by knocking on wood here. You know, I don't know if you can sound. it sounds like wood in my head when I do that, but I don't know what it sounds like out here, but, but yeah, we don't want arrest DUIs. We don't need, let's just have a normal camp and everything. The Browns, you know, they have Deshaun Watson, but they still have all there in the news every day. This is a distraction. I don't care what players say. They have no idea if they're going to have Watson this year, they don't know anything. So they don't know at this point, they don't even know if they're going to have Baker this year because yeah, apparently, well, and I thought, I thought as soon as the Watson uh, stuff was going down, I was like, well, they're going to keep Baker now um, just to, just to be a, a fallback. And yet that whole deal with Seattle seems to be progressing still. Yeah. Um, he doesn't still want to play for like that. I think that to... that relationship is just, Oh yeah, no, he, he doesn't want to play for them. Yeah. It can't so. be fixed. So, it can't be fixed. Yeah, and frankly, I don't. I don't care because I don't want to look at his ugly mug twice a year anyway. You know what? You, you know, know what? he stand on the sidelines like this. I mean, I don't want to see him. No, you know what? I don't want to see. You know what? I'm happy we're not seeing all the commercials <laughs> of right. him at Brown Stadium right. anymore. Yeah. Living in there, you know. <laughs> so yeah, watering the planter box and waving to somebody driving by like they're on a city street. You know, right. it's like so. No, I don't miss any. How do, you, of that. how do you think they feel? They're they're like, man, we sunk all this money, made all these commercials, and all of them refer to you know, Cleveland or that stadium or the dog pound or something like that. Yeah. And they're, and they're all throwing their hands up like son of a gun. I mean, we just spent all this money to get this guy and made a whole ton of commercials. Right. And oh, yeah. now he's, he's gone. I mean, they'll probably stick with him and do it again in Seattle. They'll, they'll actually, cause he's got charisma. He's got a following cause of college and everything. And, and he's a likable guy. I mean, he is got that, swag kind of to him so i think wherever he lands they'll they'll reboot the commercials and they'll they'll find and they'll they'll play that also they'll also at least in the first one maybe the second they'll also find a way to kind of poke fun at this whole situation yeah definitely Uh, much in the way that um um, not that it was poking fun but in the way stafford did that the commercial for um at&t you know where where he talks about so i can get rid of my old phone that i have for 12 years that i'll never forget 
but get something new that suits me now and have immediate right. success. Wink, wink, um, you know, as he's winking to the Lions fans that yeah. he's not forgetting them. Yeah, no, exactly. Right. That's exactly what they're going to do. So let's get into a couple of the, couple of the news items. Um, Bengals sold out their season tickets. Yeah. So the that's, great news, if you got that's these, what somebody needs to knock on Mike's door and tell him this is what happens when you yeah, win. Yeah, there, there are benefits because season ticket money is one of the monies he gets to keep. Right. So, you know, that's that's a big thing. Um, unless you're Daniel Snyder and then you don't give the visiting team their share of it. You know, we don't right. know if any of that happened. We're going to find out. So, right. Or um, you use it to pay off, you know, the co-eds that worked for you. Yeah, exactly. Or, or harass people who, who, who didn't hire pretty enough cheerleaders. The, the stories that are coming out of that, that whole thing with Daniel Snyder. I, like I said, I'm sitting there watching it and I know, you know, that I almost said Redskins, that commanders, fan, the fan right. It's a distraction, and we should be happy that we don't have any big news items, that this is the stuff we talk about. So um, the other thing is Joby signed Yay! with the Steelers. And I said, I said it right. That's two shows in a row, I think. But nice. Joby signed with the Steelers, which kind of bummed me out. I, was, I know. I was hoping he would come back to us, but here he realized he was kind of a – a backup or one-year deal where he's actually got a chance to land a longer deal, or at least maybe play one more year and then get the contract that he should have gotten with the bears. Yeah. Because for him, if he can put together, you know, uh, between the season he had here, if he's able to do that again on a one-year deal in Pittsburgh uh, for two years in a row, um, he still might be able to cash in then after the 22, 23 season. Yeah. Well, hopefully he's, he goes back over to the, nfc north you know we don't have to I, I i wish him all the best man yeah. what a likable guy and and how much he meant to that team last season was was huge yeah and he you know he delivered for us and i was happy he got his contract hill was just a more affordable alternative you know yeah. and the fall off wasn't great enough to justify the numbers and we were never going to ink him to the contract the bears gave him so that was one of the reasons. And apparently the bears weren't going to pay him that either. I don't know what the physical thing was, but uh, him feeling the physical. So that was that the jungle to the hall. Um, obviously I'm in Los Angeles. I didn't go. Um, I guess you didn't have a chance to go or you didn't. I didn't, e- I didn't either. I, it's, I had a lot going on anyway. Um, and uh, you know, it's a zoo down there. I really wanted to go uh, anything that Jimmy Foster uh, Bengals gym for those of right. you guys. That, that know him anything he puts together is wildly popular and um you know they they uh reopened um the bar down there that's a very popular one before the games uh the in-between and uh just had it all decked out in bengal stuff and a lot of people don't know it wasn't just one day it was actually they had um several of the guys come in for their own day so like ocho cinco had his own right his own thing um, you know, a couple of the different guys had their own thing. And then Saturday was the culmination. They were all there. Right. And there was a scavenger hunt and a bunch of stuff, but, uh, I digress. Yeah. Unfortunately, I just, I had too much going on to get it all together. Uh, but I sure would have liked to attend. Well, I, my, my, my participation was I got a hold of, I saw, I saw speaking of Jim, I saw his post. And I got a hold of Cincy Bob and I got 
a Kenny Riley bobblehead. If you nice. follow him on Facebook, now if you want, there's a whole series of the classics coming out. So he's got Reggie Williams coming out. He's got Max Montoya. But and he said on the thing there was like 250 available. I don't remember what the number was, but he saved 75 for out of state fans. And I want to thank Josh who runs the the Cincy Bobs for bobbleheads. Uh, Facebook page and everything. I want to thank him for getting me on the list. And here it is, guys. I paid full price. I'm not being paid. This wasn't a free bobblehead. I I paid just like everybody else. I'm not looking for free stuff. I'm looking for get it. But it seemed like a very uh, good addition to the Bengals West Shrine. Yeah, so. and since since Bob does a great job, you oh, know you see yeah. you see a lot of bobbleheads that either don't look anything like the dude, or they're just kind of you see them and you're like, ah, that's kind of cool. Um, but theirs are all like top notch. Yeah. Really well, top notch. Shout out to Joff Hushman. And I was going out of town and I, and the sale was like a week before I was leaving. And I was really afraid this was going to get jacked on the porch. Um, so he actually rushed it out and got it out here before I got, got out of town. So thank you. I'm probably going to pick up that whole classic series because they'll yeah. get Munoz, Montoya, Reggie Williams. I, I don't remember all the players go on the fa his Facebook page and you can see all the bobbleheads that he's doing. And, but this one was out specifically, and I know that they sold it at the jungle to the hall. So yeah. Ken Riley obviously should be in there. Mel Blunt has said it so many Steelers have come out, not just Steelers, but former players, uh, uh, you know, have come out and said this ridiculous. He's not in. You mentioned Montoya. He's part of this year's jungle to the hall yeah. uh, group too, that they're, that they're pushing. And it's, you know, whether it, whether it works or not, I think it's it's great what they're doing. They're just trying to bring awareness, right? Um, and it's a great time to do it, considering the success of the Bengals of late. Oh um, yeah, it's a great time to do it for them to say, yeah, okay, well maybe the Bengals aren't such a stick in the mud anymore. Uh, maybe uh, we do need to relook at some of these guys that I, I, aren't in there. I think that we really last season. The, it put a lot of stuff in the rearview mirror for us. I mean, yeah. we're a team people are excited to see. People love our players. I mean, they might not be huge Bengals fans, like all the Saints fans we have now. Um, yeah. I, if you've looked at trying to get tickets for that game, I mean, yeah. that was the one thing. I, yeah, we talked about that last yeah, time. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. And that's because we are now the surrogate team for, for Louisiana. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is going to be when Burrow and Chase come out of the tunnel in new orleans they're gonna get cheers i mean it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be a warm welcome for those guys and like i said <laughs> most of the of the of the saints fan base you know follows us as kind of their afc team now so well regardless it's it's gonna take it's gonna take more than more than one year of success so yeah um it's one of those deals where you got to keep the train rolling yes. uh, because you know all the talking heads in the media they love to say same old bangles it's yeah. it's there's a bunch of Marty chomping at the bit to say it. Right. I don't think I don't think they're going to get to this time. No, um, but it's important for us to keep that going to try to put a lot of those narratives in the past. Yeah, I agree. Um, the uh, Burrow has made a couple political comments with the gun control and the abortion, and I'm not. Um, I'm not caught. We don't want this to be a political show and you can agree or disagree with whatever he says. But the thing that I got from all of that is that's what leaders do. He's not afraid to send out. And, and they were very um, conserve, I, I should say, reserved tweets for it. He, you know, he came out and said something that I, I think people on both sides of the fence would, would agree with. But like I said, to me, it just equals leader. 
when a guy does that, that he's not afraid to go ahead and do that. So uh, none of that bo bothered me at all. And the last piece of news I have is Leo Collins. You can go on my Twitter feed, but he got a Bengals tattoo on his leg. Um, it's on my uh, on my Twitter feed on uh, LA Bengal fan. If you want to take a look and see it, uh, but uh, I don't. I, I get the feeling we're leading up to more. We Mark are. We are leading up right to something now. more. There's a reveal are we, are we coming leading here. Up to more show and tell. We are. We there's a reveal coming here. Better than the Ken. Well, equal to the Kenny Riley. I don't know. It depends on what where you are. But the uh, the Leo Collins. I don't recall him getting a Cowboys tattoo. I've never heard it publicized. I'm not saying he doesn't have one. So if somebody knows of it, you can certainly post that in the comments. But this would be a big thing. I mean, we got him from the Cowboys. He spent quite a few seasons on the Cowboys. I got to assume. He felt the need to get a Cowboys tattoo. I got to assume he's got one. I got to assume he's at least got a star. Maybe. Maybe let, let us know if anybody knows, let us know. But this was a big thing. And it's a big statement to put ink on your body permanently. That's a statement. And that's where we're going with the show and tell, because one of the things I did since our last show was I got my Bengals tattoo. So there you go. Uh, went for my second sitting the other day. We just do some color on. I didn't want it to be fully colored, but we colored the eyes. But there you go. Who day? I'm all in, baby. Who day, baby? Love it. All in. I've had this artwork for two years, so I've been very deliberate. And one of the things also I want to encourage everybody, I waited three months when I finally decided to pull the trigger on this. I waited three months to get in with the right artist. It's permanent. Okay, right. so if somebody can do a tattoo tomorrow and they're not just doing like a, a, a you know, letter or something very simple, you want to wait because I've seen some really bad ink on Twitter from. I really people. thought I really thought when you when you said you waited three months, you're you're getting into the I, I had a cool off period. No, like, no, no. Yeah, I still wanted to do it. So no. I, went and did it. I had this artwork for two years. Um and, and I basically wanted to see if I could find something that I liked more. And after two years of not finding stuff I wanted more, and this being the year of the tiger, I wanted to get it done before this season in the year of the tiger. And so that was it. I finally did it. And when you're holding artwork for two years and two years later, you still want it, get the tat. Well, now I feel bad. I have multiple tattoos, but I have no Bengals tattoos. Oh, well, you know what? You got a lot of space on your body. I've always, I've always thought about it, but it, it just it, nothing, nothing has grabbed me yet and said. And that's the thing: when you find artwork that you're holding the picture for two years, then it's, then it's, uh, you know, that's a sign. So right. don't rush. I'm not encouraging people to run out tomorrow to get tattoos, but it was kind of timely that I got it. I had no idea Collins was getting his, and then he he tweets that out last week, and I said. What a perfect segue for my reveal, because I have I put it on Twitter after the first sitting, but I did not uh, I did not put it on the second and I had no idea he was getting it. So there you go. Leo Collins and I kindred spirits. There you Brothers go. from another mother. That's it. So uh, but that's it. So so that's this. So that's our half hour for today, ladies no, and gentlemen. No. Well, you know, it's funny. Tune in next week for more show and tell with Mark Herman. That's right. Yeah. Well, and uh, and we'll talk some Bengals too. Yeah. Um, well, we're actually going to talk some Bengals, but it's a, but that just shows you, like I said, this is that time of year. 
it's the dead zone time of year that this is what we have. And uh, so we talked about tattoos and you opened up the show and you're like, you opened up the show and you're like, well, we're not going to show you a bunch of old highlights or something no. like that. We're going to talk tattoos and bobbleheads. No, That's tattoos, where we're going. It was jungle to the hall, but it is, it is the Kenny Riley bobblehead. That's, so where our, that's where our that's where our bread is buttered. So well, we are gonna do we are gonna do so. We you wrote an article about with your bold predictions. I did. Okay? So I thought, hey, we can make some bold predictions. We can also talk about some of the breakout players we think are gonna emerge this year. So I thought that was the last segment that we could get into. Um, I tweeted out Sam's article. I think I put your article on the Facebook page too, but the bold predictions give it it's a great read and um and jump in let's let's hear some of your bold predictions for this year yeah it's important to note first of all that you know there, there's a reason they're called bold predictions this is just an opportunity to have a good time um so you know anytime i'm i'm tasked with um with coming up with bold predictions particularly for my team i kind of go into the stratosphere on them um not that they're completely out of the realm of possibility but it's kind of those things that say, well, if this all happens, five, we're going to win the Super Bowl four years in a row. Yeah. Well. Um, but uh, yeah, first one, first one, I think is the most attainable. I think it's an easy one. Uh, and that's that uh, Joe Burrow is going to join the 5,000 yard club. Um, I, uh, I believe it's in the article. I don't have it in front of me. I believe there's only nine players that have ever done it. Right. Uh, at least two of them uh, maybe three um including peyton and breeze uh have done it multiple times right um but and and of course th this will be a little more common as we get into the 17 game era uh since last year was the first year i mean right. burrow burrow likely would have done it last year if we'd have had to play a 17th game or if he would have had to play a 17th game right um so i think that's an easy one he had 46 something uh 100 yards uh, last year, if he plays another game, it means maybe we're not locked into a playoff position. Uh, maybe he's had to throw a little more than he actually had to, but it's still no, it's still no chump change though, because I think for a player to get to 5,000 yards, even playing all 17 games, you got to, you got to average 294 per game, um, passing, which right. is, I mean, that's, that's not, it sounds easy because we're all used to seeing a bunch of 300 yard passers each week, but how often do we see the same guy pass for 300 yards week in, week out, week in, week out. And you either got to do that or you got to, you know, toss a couple, you know, five, 500 burgers on there right? Um, in order to make it up. So I, I think that's an easy one to, to attain. How about you? I agree. I think that's definitely attainable. I just think we might be more of a balanced attack this year because in addition to revamping the offensive line for Burroughs protection, Mixon and Evans are going to have bigger seasons. There's going to be more holes to run through. Play action is going to be more effective and our running game is going to be more effective. So the one of yours that I like that I think is the most attainable is the Joe Mixon for 20 touchdowns. And I don't remember in the article if that was just running or if it was combined. If it's no, combined, combined yeah. I absolutely believe that that's a possibility. I think Mixon's going to have a huge year. And, and my breakout player is Evans because I think Evans is going to be spelling him. And I think he's going to have a big year. 
Um, yeah, I think the I think the mixing thing. Uh, it is 20, 20 uh, I said I said over twenty touchdowns, so twenty one right. points. Um, you know, it's funny as as high flying as our passing attack uh, can be. You know, once we get really within the eight yard line, we seem to really like to pound it with Joe and 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 get him in there. And we don't, you know, we don't always throw immediately and just you know keep Burrow rolling out and stuff like that. Doesn't mean we won't. Doesn't mean that's wrong or right. Um, right. It just depends on whatever the play call is that time. So Mixon's going to get the same opportunities he got last year to pound it in. Um, he's also going to have an opportunity to catch the ball out of the, out of the backfield, which he did yeah. last year quite a bit as well. Um, so, you know, if I guess all it comes down to is if the offense is as well oiled as we hope it's going to be, right. um, then mixing can only benefit. Like you said, with the uh, addition of extra offensive linemen um, with the, you know, uh, being inside the 10 yard line and handing him the ball, tossing him the ball, uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him throw for a touchdown this season. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to add that we might have one or two passes. So, yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, I, I do think it's attainable. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's easy, but it's, I, I still think it qualifies as bold. Well, it does. When you think about how many people there are that can score on the team now. So, right. I mean, there's only so many touchdowns in a game and, and, you know, you have Boyd and you have Chase and you have Higgins and they're all going to be buying. And, and, and the, one of my breakout players, so we're going to combine the breakouts and the is Hayden Hurst. I'm looking to draft him as my tight end too uh, mm -hmm. in, in fantasy this year. I'm, I'm definitely looking at Hayden Hurst. I think, and I think he well, has a chip on his shoulder. I don't think he performed up to, up to what, you know, when he went out on free agency. So I think it's going to, and he's going to have that special little edge when he's playing those dirty birds. So uh, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing him. Um, and that's why it's a bold prediction because there's a lot of mouths to feed and, and 20 TDs is a lot. Yeah. I, so. um, you know, I, I guess uh, this is where you and I differ um, because I don't expect Evans or Hurst to break out this year. Okay. Um, and, and it's not because I don't think they're, they're good players and that they're not capable of it. Um, it's just that, you know, the, the coaching staff has shown a trust in Mixon and Samaj P Ryan that, that that's, that's where, where it lies. They like having Mixon as close to three downs as possible. Um, if Evans breaks out, I think it's going to have to be either due to injury um, or it's going to have to be in the return game. And we've already got so many guys that could be returning the ball. Right. Um, so I, I, I'm, it's not that I don't think he can, I, I do think he can, if he's given the snaps, right. um, I I'm just not expecting it as far as Hurst goes. I I've seen a lot of hype about him and, and I understand it. And part of it, I think is a lot of fans are, um, they're lamenting the, the, the loss of, um, CJ. of CJ and, um, and they're looking at Hearst and they're like, well, yeah, he, but he can do that. But, you know, Hearst has only had, he's only really had one good season. Um, and, and it was 56 catches. He's got 1,304 yards in four years. Right. Um, that's not good. No, that's not good at all. But he's, um, but he's, but he's got this like, offense now. 
And that's not even like he was averaging 400 yards per last year. He had like 210 yards receiving and he's never started every game in a season. Uh, maybe his second year for Baltimore. Maybe, maybe. Right. Um, but with Baltimore and he was always second fiddle to Andrews. Right. And I don't think he ever really found anything in Atlanta. Right. I Atlanta struggled. He came there after their heyday. You had, Julio Jones was hurt and then Riddle was, you know, it just, the guys were never all there. And so I, like I said, I don't think he ever got really a chance there. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I will say that, that, that one good year he had, I believe was his first year in Atlanta when he left Baltimore. Right. Um, I think he had about 55 catches. Uh, the key number here that I really appreciate though, is that I think 35 of them went for first downs. Um, so he was a security blanket, which is exactly what we need at the tight end position. Right. So if he doesn't rack up tons of yards, um, if he's not a huge red zone target, I'm okay with it. If he has 35 catches for first downs, right. that would be, huge. that would be absolutely immense. That would be right. so big, so big. So, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I guess now you get into the, the, what constitutes a breakout, you know right. what I mean? Like, what are we really expecting? If he catches 35 balls for first, uh, down. for first downs, then yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll call that a breakout for our team. Right. Um, because I guarantee you Uzama didn't do that. Right. Um, so I mean, without the stats in front of me, but, um, but do I think he's going to go for 500 yards? No. Do I think he's going to catch more than maybe six touchdowns? No. Um, do I think Sample will probably start ahead of him to start the season? I do. Only because he's a blocker. True. Yeah. But so. but but that's what a tight end's supposed to do first. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I just had those down. So also, um, my one, I only have one big bold prediction, and it's probably not going to happen. And then everybody can razz me at our next video about, you know, you can put your comments in. <laughs> I'm still holding out hope. We didn't get Ogajobi, right? So why not extend Bates? Let's get it done. Right. Uh, Burroughs asked for it. It'd be good for the locker room. Um, I don't know if we can work it. This is our one opportunity. We do not have a good track record with franchise tags. He said he won't play on the franchise tag. I don't know if that's true or not. It's a lot of money to walk away from for one year. Um, so, but so I still and the, and the Bengals like to package that guaranteed number that they already have to do with the franchise tag. They like to package that with, you know, two more years and we'll add some more guaranteed money to it. So they'll take that number and add to it and try to get two or three out of it. I'd like to get the deal done. My bold prediction, we only have till July 15th. So my yeah. bold prediction is that a Bates deal gets done. That's my bold prediction. And I realize it's bold because in my heart, I know <laughs> drafting Hill, there's only so much money. And I get why the team wouldn't do it because we have to pay Chase and Higgins and Burrow and all these guys coming up. So I get it, but that's my bold prediction. Yeah. And, and I had hoped that we would spend that money on, on, on Ogan Joby or on another offensive lineman. And that didn't happen. So we'll see. I still think there's another, there's another signing. There's going to be a cap a camp casualty. That's going to, get cut and i think maybe we get a late signing we'll spend some money but but we'll see well and i think one of the um well i don't this wouldn't really um uh affect the money in that way but one of your you know your breakout pick of uh of chris evans 
Um, I, I think one of our cap casualties could be Samaje Piran. Right. Um, it's not a lot of money, so it's not going to enable us to run out and, 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 and get somebody, but it's a nice little chunk of change. Right. Um, but, uh, but that reminded me of your, of your, you know, your breakout players. Um, right. Here's, here's how I look at it. Um, and, and I think that's a fine bold prediction because I mean, that's what bold is. It's, right. it's, it's, uh, it's, hey. it's, 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 it's saying this. And even in your heart of hearts, if you know, it's not, it might not happen. You're still like, this is what we're going to do. That's what gets us all fired up. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to get the deal done um, in my heart of hearts either. I, I still hope we do. And like you said, we only got two weeks to do it. Um, so or two weeks in a day, 15 days. Right. Yeah. Um, but, um, but, you know, I, the uh, Pittsburgh's deal for Minka Fitzpatrick really gummed things up. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And, and, and the war deal them. too. Cleveland's war deal. the war deal for, uh, yeah. you know, so those two kind of put the market where it is. Right. Well, and the problem is, and I think Bates will play under the tag. I really do. I, do um, too. I, I don't, I don't think he'll refuse to play. Um, if, if this was the Bengals of old and we didn't have a shot at playoffs and Super Bowl, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did say, no, I'm not playing. Right. Um, but I think he'll play for a team that's got a shot at, at, at going somewhere. Right. Um, just like we did last year. But the problem is, I, you know, I agree with you. It's, you know, players look at this as a respect thing. And right. if you're not willing to pay them now, then they're not willing to sign with you later. Um, which, which is not necessarily the right way to look at it, but I understand right. why some players do look at, look at it that way. And the only other issue is, you know, this is, this is just saying that throughout the season, you don't think that market is going to change at all for top safeties. Like somebody's not going to get extended with four games left in the season. Um, somebody's not going to get uh, another safety is not going to get a big contract right after the season ends. But, you know, as Bates goes into negotiations and then the price just keeps going up and up and right. up. So now there's even less of a chance that the Bengals are going to, are going to spend the money. So, you know, I, I'm just in the situation where I'm hoping that he plays under the tag, which I think he will, and that he brings to the table everything that he has brought in orange and black. And, you know, maybe decides, maybe he has a change of heart and uh, who knows, we win the Super Bowl and he says, I want to stay with the team that won the Super Bowl. Right. So well, 17 I, million, 17 million a year, which I think is the magic number is hmm. nothing to sneeze at. You no, know what I mean? No. No, and that and that's it. That's why I said the Bengals already have to pay the franchise tag. So you slap right. another, you know, eight eight million on that. You give him twenty five guaranteed. You know, three years, and you know he can have the, you know, structure it with the and take the hit now, right? So you so you have Bates cheaper when you have to give Burrow a huge payday. When you got to re up Burrow the right and message through the locker else. room. You know, Burrow has come out and said he's done everything he he can do. And right. deserves the contract. So because that's an attitude in the locker room and expressed by Burrow, you'd think it would be something they'd want to get done. And I think they do, but we need to have, you know, some kind of meeting of the mind. So, I yeah, I think what it comes down to, I think, is, is whether Zach Taylor, um, you know, whether Zach Taylor and the coordinators and the ownership um, all agree, we can't replace this guy. Right. And right now it looks like they don't think that it looks right. like they think we can replace this guy. So why spend the money? 
Um, or at least that's the way it's reading to me. I'm not trying to put words in their mouth. I got no inside information. That's just my guess. Otherwise, I think he would have been signed by now. Yeah, I just I know they had talks and I I haven't heard any news. So whatever's been going on has been going on behind closed doors. Um, Like I said, for me, it's about a message to the locker room. So I hope that the right one's saying that's all. And yeah, uh, I, I think the last news I heard was we're further apart than ever. That right. was like three weeks ago, but still that's, that's never, that's never what you want to hear. No, that's not. So we'll see what happens. Um, and then you had what you had the uh, sample. Oh, Joseph Osai was also my breakout guy. I really felt that. And I think Mine too. you feel the same way because in your bold predictions, you had sample Osai out produce Hendrickson in sex. That's correct. That's Go correct. Ahead. And a lot of things have to happen for that. Again, bold predictions. Right. Um, but Osai and Sample are both, um, uh, th- those are both breakout picks for me, even though they're going to be, you know, starting off in rotational roles. Um, but I think between the two of them, uh, Hendrickson, I don't think he's going to make it back to 14 sacks. Is that what he had last year? 14, um, 14, 14 and a half. Yeah, 14 uh, sacks, a career high. Yeah. I'm reading right um, from your article. So. I, I don't I don't think that um, that he's going to get 14 again. I do think he'll get 12 or 13 again. Right. Um, but I think even in a rotational situation, Sample and Asai could combine for more sacks than Hendrickson has. Now, I, I want and this is in the article, too, and I'll put it in the comments for anybody that wants to look. Um, the important thing here is for me, I'm not saying anything bad about Hendrickson. I'm not saying anything amazing about Osai and Sample versus Hendrickson. What right. I'm saying is, think about what this would mean to the Bengals defense. Huge. If Hendrickson had 12 sacks and Osai and Sample in a rotation had more than 12. 13. Yeah, right. Are you kidding me? That would be out of this world. And you haven't um, even figured in what Hubbard's going to have. It, that's, that's exactly that's right. I mean. That's exactly right. Yeah, I almost, I almost went too bold. Actually, when I was writing that article, I almost said Osayan Sample will outsack Hendrickson and Hubbard, and then I, I was like, I can't do that. No, I, that that just, would be. There's just no way. That, that like, I mean, you... bold is bold, but bold is not just completely stupid. Right. Right. Um. So you know, it, it's going to be interesting to interesting to see. Sample's going to need. Um, I mean, these guys were both explosive in college, uh, both of them, right. uh, Osai and Sample. And Osai showed us, you know, what, for a couple minutes in the game against yeah. Pittsburgh. Or, yeah, in in, uh, in the game early in the season before he went down, right. um, how explosive he can be. And, um, you know, I, I think it's hard not to be excited about either one of those guys. I like Osai especially – because, you know, I love talking about how so many defenses are moving to a 5-2, uh, um, uh, 5-2-4 defense, right. uh, putting five up front, just two linebackers. Osai came out of college as a linebacker. He right. played all three of his years in college at Texas as a linebacker. Um, so you're going to see him, I think, line up numerous times when the formation should just be two true linebackers, you're going to see him line up on one side and shortly before the ball is snapped, just creep up to the line. Right. So he's really more of an edge rusher. So, you know, with Hendrickson getting double teams and then opening some gaps um, because there's an extra guy helping out on him, I expect Asai and Sample because I think 
they'll mostly be rotating on that side. Um, I, I think both of them will have opportunities to get to the quarterback. I mean, even Sample last year, I think he put the put the quarterback on his back five times. I think he only had one sack, but um, he laid the quarterback out a few times, and right. both of them can get back there. So really excited about the two of them. Yeah, it's about pressure, and it's about disguising what you're doing. That's, that's right. What, that's what the five two does is it's you don't know who's dropping back into coverage and and the quarterback can't make reads. And, you know, we kept Lamar off balance. We kept a lot of guys second half off balance with these formations. Louis right. Rumo did a great job. And um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the progression. Uh, we talked about this last last season and and after the playoff, after the Super Bowl and everything about how this team just grew and matured together and that included the coaching staff so mm -hmm. i'm really looking forward now now zach's playbook opens up more because he can got he has more protection for burrow and it and we can exploit the run game and the play action game more so we're really going to see more of the playbook become available it's not going to be where he has to where burrow's running for his life i mean a yeah. half a second more we win the super bowl if we could just yeah. get a half a second more for Burrow, he hits Jason and, and we're, we're, we're the champ. So, yeah, I, and I, I think it's what's going to be exciting as we get to training camp too, is, you know, every year as a Bengals fan, uh, I don't know about you, but every year I, I don't even really pay much attention to the depth charges that comes out because we've always been the separation between starters and reserves has been so great. Right. that it's like you already knew who was going to be out there on day one. You know what I mean? You get the occasional surprise, but it's usually just to give somebody a kick in the pants, make them work a little harder or something like that. Right. Now you've got the, the talent from the reserves rising up and getting a little closer guys that could be starters on other teams. So it's really going to be interesting to see the depth chart uh, come out, you know, the first and the second and the third iterations of it. Um, whether it's on the offensive line, I'm interested to see who the backups are going to be. Right. Um, what they're going to do at, at left guard for sure. I, right. I want, like I want to see it set in stone. Right. Um, what the rotations are going to be on the defensive line and who's going to be on which side most often. Although I'd like to see them shuffle it up a lot. And in the secondary, you know, I, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with with Daxton Hill. Yes. You know, we we rooted for a team for years with Marvin Lewis where. Rookies never got a shot to be on the field other than like special teams right. in their, in their first year. And Zach Taylor has shown that he doesn't really care about that. Right. So I'm interested to see where Daxton Hill fits in alongside or in place of Eli Apple, if it's going to be a rotation, right? Uh, who's going to return kicks, the Chris Evans situation, like you mentioned, right? Uh, the tight end situation. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. No. This is an amazing, we have such a deep roster. That's yeah. why when I'm listening to these analysts and some of them are saying we were one hit wonder and all this. Now that's not throughout. See, a couple of years ago, we had all the analysts outside of Kay Adams. I don't know that we had a fan, right? Um, but we have Chris Sims just did a whole expose. He came to Cincinnati. He worked out with Joe Burrow, commented on his arm strength and the personality of this guy. And, and I mean, he's now become a huge proponent of ours you know there's a lot of people in the mainstream media that that look and say look at this roster can't not be right there again right so um and then you read you know stupid stuff like i don't know i don't remember who it was some 
some supposed quarterback guru who said Kenny Pickett is as good as Burrow and we've got a better coach, a better team, better ownership. So how could he not, you know, surpass Burrow this year? And I'm sitting there just kind of shaking I think that was one of his teammates actually that said that. Well, it's all I know is Joe Goodbury <laughs> tweeted out said, do you ever just stare at a tweet and just, just <laughs> disbelief? And this, that was the tweet. It's, it's an, I actually think I liked it or retweeted it, but yeah, you can look at right. Joe Goodbury's feed and it was just like, really? I mean, this right. is, this guy took a team with no pass protection. He took a team to the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, okay. You know, but I, Steeler fans, Steeler fans don't want to think about, you know, not being good. You know, they're looking and they're seeing that they're eight to one or nine to one to win the division. And you have, you know, basically the Browns are at what, 180, I think, or one, uh, the Browns might be at 200 and we're at 180 with the Ravens. I, you know, clearly, the, the betting public doesn't see the Steelers as a threat this year for the division. Right, so, right. Well, you know. and, 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 and I will say, and I'm not defending the Steelers, but uh, Kenny Pickett is the great unknown. Right. You know what I mean? He's. Not a lot of people, um, not a lot of Joes on the street have scouted Kenny Pickett. He can run, man. The dude can run. Um, and and he's got a strong arm. So it's just kind of one of those situations where, I mean, he could either be really, really good and just piss us off for years, right. or he could be absolutely terrible and have us laughing out of our chairs. It's At this point, it's a complete unknown. Right. Um, either way, I don't think Trubisky is going to start. Yeah, I, he might start opening day, but and pick it. Yeah, yeah, we got to see few, what happens for a few camp. games. Yeah, for a few games maybe. So, but I will say that one other thing I was going to mention is, you know, as we were getting into that, and I, I'm sorry to keep rattling on. No, it's all good. Um, I think as far as our depth goes, you know, the fact that the reserves, like I said, their talent level is rising to meet the starters. I think the most exciting part about that is. Aside from Burrow, Mixon, um, probably Chase, um, and like the entire offensive line at once, right. we I, I think mostly across the board, if someone gets hurt, we've got a guy that can fill in that spot. Right. And for years, we never had that. Right. I mean, even if like, you know, our if our worst cornerback got hurt, we were like, whoa. Who, I don't even know any of the other cornerbacks we right. have. You know what I right. mean? So it's nice to see that we've got a talent level where you feel a little more comfortable of if somebody gets dinged up or God forbid is out for the season, we've got really, really talented players waiting to step into their spot. Right. The only place I won't say that is the place is our backup quarterback. I, if something God forbid happened to Burrow, um brandon yeah. allen's not going to come in and run this team the same i've seen people say hey let's trade for taylor heineke and i actually would be in favor of that i mean he's kind of a gritty guy who he doesn't have anywhere near the skill set of burrow but he's a gritty competitor who i think is a good leader and i think he would be a better backup than brandon allen but but i don't know if that uh if that ever happens that yeah i don't i don't think we'll open the season with brandon allen as our backup um no. I don't know that we're going to run out and trade for somebody, but you know, just, just wait. I mean, once training camps start and guys start getting cut, there's going to be a couple of veterans out on the street that shouldn't be. Right. So, we'll or, or we realize 
that somebody's not going to make our team. And we know that if we put him on the practice squad, he's going to get plucked right away. True. So you trade that guy and get a Taylor Heine. I agree. All right. Because we're going to put him on the practice squad and he's going to be there for a week. Right. You know, so it's one of those where, you know, it is, it's all, it's all cat and mouse because you call somebody and you're like, Hey, you want this guy? And they're like, they're going to put him on the practice squad anyway. Yeah. So (laughs) take him for free. But if you, if you do that, you risk another team coming. That's and true. So, like I said, the trade, what the, the trade does is guarantees you you're going right. to get the player. So that's why we didn't go trade for Collins. We knew the Cowboys were going to cut him, and we kind of had Frank Pollock. You know, I, I think we can be his first stop. You know, yeah. and we yeah. were, and there you go. So, yeah. but um, all right. Well, I you know what I thought to see this. Look at us. Look at us, ladies and gentlemen. Show. Everybody else is showing highlights from 1970. Oh, and what are yeah. we doing? We got tattoos and bobbleheads. Yes. And real, just, as a, just as an appetizer. Real talk about the Cincinnati Bengals for, go. God, it's, what has it been, four hours? Yeah, I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> We've been going for But this, see, this turned out to be a better show than I thought it was going to be. Uh, it's always great to get together. Remind everybody where they can find your stuff, Sam. Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at buy and sell you you can find primetime sports talk who i write for and edit for at primetimesportstalk.com or on twitter at talk primetime there you go and he's going to put the link to his article in the comments you can find it on my twitter feed i'll actually retweet it after we're done recording so it'll kind of refresh it and And do us uh, all a favor make sure you hit that like button hit that subscribe button which is right down there baby all we have us a comment and tell us give us your bold predictions who are your bold predictions who are your breakout players for this season we want to see him. We read it. We read all the comments. Yeah. And I want to say, if you're going to bash one of our bold predictions and I'm okay, if you do, but if you're going to bash one, you better serve one up. That's right. And tell That's us, right. stick your neck out there and tell us what you think. So you don't like my Bates comment. Great. No problem. Give me a bold prediction. So, Bring it. well, we will be back. Obviously training camp opens uh, next month. We'll be back as more news goes. And then we're going to be here for, uh, for previews and recaps throughout the year we can we out, get baby. ready as we get ready to get back to arizona i'm still that's that's my biggest bowl prediction is we're getting back to the super bowl this year let's go to glendale baby all right with that i'm gonna say who day everybody who day take care and everybody have a happy and healthy safe fourth of july take care